Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. From a pop-up cocktail bar hosting an Ogron-only speed dating night on the planet Ogrevis, we present a wheezing, groaning sound. Categorically, the only Doctor Who podcast to be made by three men in that cocktail bar who refused to get on the high stools because they were too high! <laughs> I'm probably Paul Litchfield, and joining me are my faithful companions, John Rain and Tom Neenan! So... Cancel your plans to go to Manning Town, Canning Town, Katie Manning. Stub stub out your Benton and Hedges, Benton and Hedges, Sergeant Benton. Who's rustling in the middle of my soliloquy? Not me. Not me. Someone was rustling. (laughs) Um, Anyway, and remind K9 to feed the Boaz Constrictor. Boa Constrictor, there's a character called Boaz in it. Um, Because it's time (laughs) to straddle. The Day of the Daleks. Whoa. The Day of the Daleks. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Hmm. First broadcast on... This is interesting because when I looked up on Wikipedia, they, mm-hmm. they said it first came out on the 15th of Jan, 1972. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's a load of old balls because it first came out on the 1st of January, 1972. New Year's Day. Wow. wow. That's Ooh. amazing. So you're nursing a hangover. You're um, it's yeah. your first day without booze, and you're like, oh, okay, right, ready and for this. And then suddenly at ten to six on BBC One, you get Doctor Who Day of the Daleks. Ooh. Oh, Another, the again, first, a good time again. First day of our Lord, nineteen seventy-two. <laughs> That's nice, isn't it? Now, Very if nice. you were watching um, Beeb on that day, it begins with its. Um, oh yeah, it begins immediately at ten a.m. And then closes down at 10.55. <laughs> so brilliant. I forgot in the 70s you just have these half-hour gaps or they close down. <laughs> well, I presume everyone in the BBC just goes outside for a fag or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't be so lovely. And then, and then um, you had Grandstand, 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 of course. Mm-hmm. At 17.45 you had Disney Parade, which were these tiny little five-minute Disney cartoons. Oh. But this one is called No Smoking. And it just oh. says this. Goofy is determined to smoke, but not inhale. (laughs) (laughs) Like Bill Clinton. Yeah. He is determined to smoke, (laughs) but not inhale. Oh, my God. That's so weird. So he wants mouth cancer. That's (laughs) That's, that's all he wants. No, Tom, he doesn't want it. He's determined. (laughs) So you had five minutes of Disney Parade, my God. Then you had Doctor Who, Day of the Daleks, at 17.50. Sure. Just, after, um, just after that, you had It's Cliff Richard. Oh. Oh, yes, with special oh. guest appearance of Dandy Nichols as Cliff's mum. Ah, uh-huh. well, I tell you, Cliff won't get a special on the BBC again anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Dandy Nichols is Cliff's mum. Hey, uh, Mr. Hey, uh, Mr. Richards, why'd you keep bringing him... Um, Back to your lodgings. Um, <laughs> oh my god. And things like that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Could that go out? We'll see. Could that go out? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> All right. Amazingly, if you're wondering what we just beeps, it wasn't the worst thing we could have said. Absolutely. No, 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 my God, not by a long measure. Um, a little bit later on, <laughs> at 9.25 was the Dick Emery Show. Ah. And it just says, and it just says, another new comedy series. <laughs> St- With resignation. St- yeah. Um, oh, another new comedy series on two sets and every single scene lasts 14 minutes. Um, starring Dick Emery. Absolutely not. Absolutely no. not, no. Uh, with special guests, June Whitfield and Pat Coombs. Wow. So that's nice, isn't Who it? Who was expecting them to be in the Dick Emery show? Nobody. Not even <laughs> Pat Coombs and not even June Whitfield were expecting them to be in it. Yeah. <laughs> On BBC Two that day, um, sport, sport, sport until two o'clock, and you had the afternoon film, Let's Make Love, starring Marilyn Monroe. 
Whoa! Imagine that. So there's some hungover bloke going, "Here, Doris, you don't mind uh, going down to see your sisters now, do you?" The, <laughs> film, the film on at two o'clock. I wouldn't mind seeing on me, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> When his wife comes back, did you enjoy that film, Reg? Yeah, I did. Oh, look, you spelled advocate all down the side of your armchair. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is off to a good start, isn't it? I always, it. Resort, always resort to filth. Anyway, um, yeah. uh, uh, yes, <laughs> in unison. Yes, you do. Um, just after the afternoon film was Play Away. Oh. Play Away. And, wow. the, and in the Radio Times, it says this, some entertainment for children. Hmm. Um, and that's that. <laughs> And yeah. then at four fifteen, you had animation. It's just called animation, and this particular story is called the point. And it says this: a story within a story in a land where everything is pointy, Ooh. except for little Oblio, a boy who is pointed at. Ah, I think I think that's a Harry Nilsson cartoon. There you go. It could have been. Oh, oh wow. Mm. Then a little bit later on, you had everybody's revolution. Hugh Scully discusses the expansion of airport passengers, whether we like it or not. <laughs> the TV whether... would not turn off. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you have this series called Geminal, <laughs> which is on at 22, um, at 10.25. Geminal, part one. Etienne Lantier arrives in northern France. It's a depressing <laughs> area. <laughs> That's it. The person writing these descriptions is so bitchy. It's a depress- yeah. depressing area. But then, oh, what a lovely way to round off your, your New Year's Day in 1972. If you're staying up to 10 to midnight, you get the midnight movie, which technically is 10 to midnight, but I'm not going to quibble mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And it's House of Wax with oh. Vincent oh, nice. Price. Mm. Vincent How Price. lovely. That's and good. So that... I ask out of interest. Um, yes. never, I don't think we ever do these. How does the Radio Times describe the first episode of Day to the Daleks? Um, oh gosh, there is a huge blurb actually, but um, I, oh, I, I, don't, I, I never mention it because we're going to cover it anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fair enough. I wasn't sure if there was just like one line that just like, no, uh, m- Doctor more of... has trouble. Yeah, no, I th- <laughs> if there was ever something like that, I would immediately put it in. So, you know, if it was like an- another adventure for the Time Lord, it would definitely be in there. But, <laughs> but as enough. it is, it doesn't. Yeah. So here we go. It's Day of the Daleks, everyone. And oh my word, what a joy it is. Yes. This, wow. These four episodes are essentially about two things that constantly happen. One is wine. And there's a lot of wine that gets drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this time it's not by Tom Baker. It's by good old John Pertwee. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing that happens almost constantly to almost everyone in these four stories is someone at some point has to be given a bollocking by someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone gets told off by someone. Almost yeah. constant. I mean, this, in many ways, it feels like a pilot to food and drink. <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so we open in Ghastly Grange, as we always do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and Colonel yet to be named, who gets mm. named later, um... Open some curtains to reveal a soldier who's about to shoot him. Mm. And just as he's about to shoot him, he's beamed away in the most amazing special effects, which obviously lends me to think that I was definitely not watching the original version. Mm. Right, yeah, we should probably say at this point um, that we were watching the BritBox version. I think we all were, weren't we? Yes. Yes, so um, it all which... looked bells and whistles and beautiful. Mm. Wow. It did, and we. I think they replaced the Dalek voices. I think that we got a Nicholas Briggs uh, Dalek voices rather than whoever was uh, giving us the Dalek voices in the original. Jamiroquai. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Joe Pasquale. Yeah. Just, yeah. So immediately you've got this old sort of crumbly, crumbly pr- pr- professor. He's about to be shot, and then the 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 would-be assassin just disappears. So you're like, ooh, something's mm. going on here. And now we cut straight back to unit. And we have Lethbridge Stewart, who's getting a bollocking from one of the ministers. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. He's literally on the phone going, hello, CJ. Yes, CJ. Sorry about that, CJ. Oh, my God. He's just getting the biggest, biggest, biggest bollocking from on high. Can it's I ask amazing. a question? Yeah. You guys will know, because this is the first time I've watched this episode, these, these right. stories. Um, why were all the special effects replaced? I uh, personally originally there weren't any. <laughs> so yeah. when, when the soldier appears, he just has to walk off. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I, not as dramatic. 
I think this story is very well regarded. And I think a lot oh. for a lot of people, it's like it's let down by just a few very, you know, piffling things like the fact there's only three Daleks that invade at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. They're, so in this one, they've obviously decided that they're going to up the ante and give all the Hoovians Hu- Hu- a treat by by making it look like how it's so richly deserved to look like. Okay, exactly. Because as a story, is... it's brilliant. Mm. I love yeah. Day of the Daleks. It's yeah. a brilliant piece of work. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so. Lethbridge Stewart gets a bollocking. Mm. And um, I believe, and Tom, you, you can definitely um, either put a lid on this and throw it oh, yeah? into the uh, pantry that is my mistake. Um, <laughs> is this Day of the Daleks the first time we see the Daleks in colour? Oh, good question. Um, I think it is, because I think up until that point, Troughton's only dealt with them, and it's been in black and white. Correct. And I, I obviously, barring uh, Peter Cushing, but obviously I'm not going to get into yeah, uh, which doesn't count, all that yeah. stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, you, um, you can't count Peter Cushing because he's a cuddly professor with a homemade time machine. Yeah, that is so, true. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Um, no, I think, yeah, I think this is the first time we get a beautiful golden Dalek. Mm. Oh, mm. beautiful. It's so, it must have been, because obviously the uh, the Daleks have already established themselves now in, in Who, mm. and this must be amazing to be able to see them in colour for the first time. Mm. It Incredible. must be a genuine treat to to see that. I know, obviously, once you're in colour, you can maybe see a few of the scuff marks and <laughs> occasionally some of the operators under the grill. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder but, you know. if um, a young James Cameron was watching this story. Possibly. Mm. Or maybe it's, an it's, old James Cameron. Maybe. It's got it's got Terminator esque vibes to it hasn't it yes it sort oh. of does yes traveling well, fun... this, this is all about time travel it's brilliant hmm. i've got a fun fact about that actually which hmm. is that well, um relating to cinema which is that the writer of the comic book of um the x-men days of future past hmm. cites this as sort of an, an unconscious influence oh well, there you go because so... again that's a similar thing going back to the past to stop something happening yes exactly something... yeah. Yeah. yes yeah, it's all it's all yeah, there for, for yeah. in this fantastic mm-hmm. um now the doctor he's having a tinker with the tardis control <laughs> which is which is not inside the tardis no <laughs> <laughs> That must be a logistical nightmare to get all that out of the TARDIS. Because once oh you've God. fixed it, you'd have to take it all apart again. Exactly. <laughs> get it out. And then, and then of course, in, in Doctor Who, you know, you, you'd get the TARDIS control room back in its place and then you'd have a spare three nuts and you'd be like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like an, Ike- like, like, like an Ikea cabinet. Once it's all built, it just slowly collapses. You're like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> How's he going to what- do the doors? I don't know. Again, that, I think you have to literally take it apart in segments. It must be oh. awful. And I bet the doctor's not doing any of it. I bet Joe's doing <laughs> it. Oh, oh, you know it. Fucking yeah. heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Joe. Come on, Joe. Put your back into it, you stupid cow. <laughs> oh, doctor, really? <laughs> Unbelievable. Mm. Um, uh, so I, um, is there a reason why they're tinkering with the... T- is it just because he's just trying to uh, still get off Earth? Yeah, he's trying to fix, yeah. just trying to fix it. So he's just trying to fix it. He thought, also, why, they've been under why remote... bother doing it inside the TARDIS, which is infinite, with all the space in the world? Yeah. <laughs> Let's take it outside into a small office room. It's because yeah. they, they were remote controlled by the people of Gallifrey. And he wants yes, to avoid yes, that yes. TARDIS has been moved by remote control. And, um, and as the Doctor states to Jay, I don't want to be an interplanetary puppet. Mm. <laughs> and then he falls on her. And then he falls on her like Wesley Gummidge. <laughs> but they cut that bit out. Yeah, especially the Which bit where he finds Super Ted in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so this is the bit where um, now the Doctor gives Joe a bit of a bollocking. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then for some reason, as they're having a tinker, they see like a sort of space distortion of time of the Doctor and Joe. Sort of yes. looking almost like they're waving through a window, like, ah, yeah, we've come to the party. <laughs> <laughs> that is a pretty funny bit. It's yeah. really bad. But again, it's so, it's that lovely, it's 1972, so the colours cranked up to the most colour you can ever yeah. get. Yeah. Mm. It's so brilliant. And he, um, then he says, oh, God, what are you doing here? To himself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he even yeah, hates just... himself. Yeah. Well, as we know, Patwe normally loathes meeting any incarnations of the Doctor, mm. including, of course, himself. <laughs> also, is it not true that Pertwee hated the Daleks? He wasn't Quite keen possibly. on them, no. No, mm. he, he mm. wasn't keen on them at all. Um, and apparently this idea of the sort of spatial time stream shift was something that was originally seeded into the story mm. that they then abandoned and went, no, it's too complicated, we can't. Where <laughs> Where the Doctor was going to keep meeting incarnations of himself at different time periods, but they went, oh, no, it's too much. We've, we've already got a lot going on anyway. Mm, true. Which mm. is fair enough. Yeah, which is fair true. enough. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, so, there's a whole um, scene where he drinks loads of wine that they didn't want to cut. So oh I my see god, got to leave episode, that. In. Episode yeah. two is brilliant. He might as well have just <laughs> gone, been on a wine tasting course in Tuscany because <laughs> he spends the whole thing just getting Polacks, doesn't he? It's brilliant. <laughs> I love it so much. Mm. So basically, because of this would-be assassination attempt, and because this, um, I can't remember what the name of the um, professor is, but he's quite vital because mm. he's he's mm. going to do some uh, sort of UN-based peace talks to stop China and Russia from. Uh, starting World War Three, yes. essentially. Yes. Yeah. He's uh, so, Sir Reginald Styles, or as I put in my notes, yeah. Um, yeah. Sir Harry Styles. That's a little joke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we're going to get Twitter abuse now? Oh no! <laughs> you can take the Mick at Ahuvians, but not the Stylians. No. Yeah, 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 they're in trouble now. Very angry. Yeah. So Lethbridge Stewart t- tells the Doctor that something odd's gone on at Gasly Grange. And it's best that you go and uh, investigate this ghostly assassination attempt. Mm. And the doctor thinks, yeah, right, I'll, I'll bloody well do that there. I might as well <laughs> use that opportunity to try and murder Joe on the way. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, another ghost soldier appears outside Ghastly Grange. Mm. And you think, oh, right, he's off to finish the job. But he now immediately, immediately gets lumped in the chops by a space alien. Mm. Whoa! The, the Bernard Breslaws. The yeah. Bernard <laughs> yes, yes. The Ogrons. Uh, Fantastic. Why do I have to dress up in a skirt, Sid, as an Ogron? <laughs> oh, God, God, I bet it actually fancy you now. God. Anyway. Um, One thing that but, I find confusing as a kid when I was watching, yeah. when I first watched this, is that a wee burn, um, I was, um, is the fact that they keep on talking about how these guys in their kind of paintballing outfits um, are gorillas. Gorillas, yeah. yeah. But then ogrons look a bit like gorillas. Yes, so... <laughs> yes, that's confusing, isn't so it? So as a child, I was like, oh, they're talking about the ones that look like gorillas. Um, anyway, oh, it's just a little yeah, insight into... Uh... Right. They should have been called freedom fighters or mercenaries or something just to yes. sort of go, oh, okay. Yeah, because as a kid, you're going, they're not gorillas. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the working title of this episode, of course, was Gorillas and... I'll start again. The worst title, missed. of course, for this episode was Gorilla and... Oh, fucking hell! Oh, <laughs> and, of course, mm. the working title for this episode... This better was... be good. <laughs> Gorillas and John's Pissed. <laughs> it was, it was worth it! It was good, it was worth it. Oh, thank God for that. Oh, it was a long journey, job. it was a long journey, but we made it. Yeah, yeah. It's like British Rail. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a pencil case when it said um, British Rail it's quicker by snail nice <laughs> whoa smash the system pencil yeah, case well, at school like flashing it around yeah, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> I mean there's some that, that kind of satire in this as well when he says try and use your intelligence man even though you are a politician mm. whoa no, exactly. well yeah. yeah because Sir Reginald Ghastly Grange is in denial isn't he <laughs> oh no no nothing happened at all everything's yeah. absolutely Fine. I must have had a I'm... nightmare. I ate too much of this delicious yeah. cheese. Yes, <laughs> yes. I drank the cellar fucking dry, and I might, have, <laughs> I might have had a bit of a strange old dream. There's nothing, nothing to see here. Nothing going on. <laughs> Meanwhile, you, you, you put yourself in the place of this professor. He's being interrogated by a man who's wearing crushed velvet maroon, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. with 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 crimson trimming and a ruffled shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It looks, literally looks like the carnival's just parked up outside, pitched <laughs> up a tent. Like uh, Adam Adamant's uh, dad. Yeah. Exactly. And then the ringmaster's wandered in and going, I'm not telling you anything, you fucking lunatic. <laughs> but the doctor is immediately like, he, uh, the doctor's very much like a sort of um, super sleuth in this because he immediately spots muddy footprints by the window. Yes. Very good. Yes, mm. yes. And um, uh, the unit team, which have also turned up to help the Doctor, have mm-hmm. found some um, rogue... Oh, uh, oh, that's it. They find a rogue soldier, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Find... Well, he's not dead, but he's not in very good shape, Jim. He's not in good shape. He's Poor obviously man. been fighting. I presume that's the one that got lamped by the Ogron. Yeah. And, um, and they find alien tech, a ray gun. Mm. And a box brownie mm. case. And a box brownie <laughs> full of pictures that should never be developed at True Print because people would get into <laughs> <Yeah>. trouble. <laughs> <laughs> And all of this so, all takes place by the house in that um, that weird canal that C.J. Des Moines killed um, killed yes. that bloke in, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see him running expect, off in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you almost expect a young, dirty den to be walking there along the yeah. canal. Going, hmm, this would be a bad place to die. <laughs> anyway, um, 
we now immediately cut to an alien planet, or so we think. We don't know that it's Earth in the no. future. Ooh. And again, a beautiful piece of let's dress this all up. You've got UFO, Dalek UFOs flying around. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And we meet the space director. No name yet. Ooh. Space director. <laughs> it looks a bit like knows. Hugh Scully. Yeah, 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 huh. yeah. He he's very much a sort of second-rate, low-rent Bond villain. Yeah, mm. um, he's sort of like about six or seven down 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 in the pegging order. Yeah, um, and I think he's just referred to as director mm-hmm. all he, um, the way through it. I know. And the, first thing best... it, and the first thing he does is he gives mm. the Ogrons a bollocking. Yeah, <laughs> massive bollocking. Yeah. What what were you gonna say, Tom? He, oh, you know um, him from. I know him from as the, the, the sweet shop owner from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, is that oh, him? Oh, that's yeah. him. Oh. Who can take wow. a sunrise? Yeah. Oh, my God. The Dalek that's men amazing. can. <laughs> the Ogre men. <laughs> the Ogre men can because they've got heavy weaponry and it doesn't taste good. Uh, yeah. um, fantastic. <laughs> so we, we so we get so now so we've had Earth-based um, assassination attempt. The Doctor's getting involved. Something spacey's going on. We now cut to an alien planet. We now cut back to the Doctor, who's testing out the alien tech, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's in a little sort of like shooting range, mm. which is fantastic. That's and he's a lot basically of fun. going that that cannot be anything man-made on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Allow me to demonstrate, Joe. Open your mouth. But, you know, <laughs> but it's from a quarry, isn't it, in Wales or something? Oh yeah. Yes, of course. Yes, and they've yeah. also found a bit of alien tech, which is a bit like a sort of very early, um, sort of slightly low-tech version of time travel. It's like a sort of transmat beam. Mm. Yes. And once the Doctor starts fiddling with it, you get a lovely special effect. But that alerts the the Daleks. <gasps> we we don't know it's the Daleks yet. Even. No, it's a good um, reveal. It's a lovely reveal. It's a very good reveal. Although it is absolutely pointless because they keep talking to the director and all the minions on this massive TV screen, which seems to sort of suggest that they're miles away, but they're just in the next room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like airplane two. Every so often they get yeah, so often they have to open the door and go, Sorry, did you not hear me? <laughs> But anyway, I, I love the fact that they're just like next door. It's so funny. Yeah. In my so notes, I've uh, I've got a thing from that bit where the doctor's messing with the things where he's, uh, where he says chili fingers, and I can't remember what that refers to. I just <laughs> such a horrible phrase for Pertwee to say. Oh yeah. God, mm. that that was that was his nickname. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So meanwhile on the planet, they picked up a signal. And this is when we get our first ever, ah, it's the Daleks, because we hear a Dalek go, report, report. Yes. And you're like, ah. I like that bit. It reminds me a bit of, um, oh, God, I, now I'm thinking of it. I can't think of the episode. But you know. Oh, when, yeah, that. Ha. <laughs> it reminds me a bit of Earthshock. Oh, oh yes, yes, when yes, the, yes. When yes. the Cybermen are revealed. Like, you're not expecting cyber, uh, Daleks to be involved. And they just go, report. Yes. I'm like, oh, that's good. <laughs> My name's Jason Fleming. The More Than My Past podcast will see me talking to a wide range of inspiring people. People who have confronted and overcome addiction or imprisonment or both and turned their lives around. I did mad things that was hurting myself and hurting other people. Everybody grows up in a house called normal. Heroin addiction and chaos was my normal. Some people don't understand the word moderation and uh, I was definitely one of those people. The More Than My Past podcast. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And straight after report, we cut back to unit, Lethbridge Stewart and his fart phone rings. (laughs) 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 He's got a phone that basically farts. Which he picks up and he gets another bollocking. Um... (laughs) The Doctor and Joe decide to spend the night in Ghastly Grange to see if any would-be assassins may turn up. And Joe's a bit frightened. She's a bit scared. <laughs> the Doctor just decides to get a decanter of booze, yeah. some cheese crackers with Gorgonzola, and get pissed. Well, he says to her, how would you like to spend the night in a haunted house? Mm. I think there's better ways to get her to do it than say that. How would, you li- how would you like, Joe, to spend the night in a haunted house with me and the guys from Unit playing Spin the Bottle? Oh. <laughs> That's what she's really God. scared of. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be alone with him again. Yeah, she's alone with a pissed Pertwee, no thank you. No. <laughs> so basically the Doctor decides to drink some really nice claret, and yeah. then all the Unit soldiers are wandering around. There's a lovely little moment where Joe's wandering around, and... and um, um, is it Benton that first comes like, God, I haven't had anything to eat or drink yeah. in ages. Yeah. And then suddenly he gets usurped by his boss. Benton? Mm. I think you'll find I'm going to have that food and drink. It's a good <laughs> moment, though, because he says... Um, he gives an Make ac- me supper. He asked Joe to make, us, make yeah. him supper. He gives her an Orders acronym. are around. He says oh, R-H-I-P. He? Yeah. Oh. Uh, which stands for rank has its privileges. Yeah, and then gives yeah. a little wink and walks off. Yeah. And then, and then suddenly... That John appears. Really huge penis. No, we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't talking about Troughton. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, um, so the doctor's getting hammered. Joe's scared, yeah. and she's um, like chatting to Unit and making them cups of tea and being very seventies lady assistant. Yeah. <laughs> terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible. And then three more soldiers appear by the canal, and that's their little entry point. Mm-hmm. And I did write down their names, but then I forgot. One's called Shura. Mm. One's called... Um, was it Shura? And anyway, Shura is mm. really interesting. Did you know that the character who plays Shura is a guy called Jimmy Winston? And he was the original keyboardist for the Small Faces. Wow. What? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, Shura. That's amazing, isn't it? Shura. Yeah. He won't let yeah. you down. <laughs> I did notice, by the way, that the first soldier, the first gorilla, mm. yeah. looked exactly like Risa Fans. <laughs> yes, yes does. Yeah, it really yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just wanted to say that. So that it's it's now the next day. Joe wakes up. The doctor's obviously nursing a huge fucking hangover, <laughs> 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 and, and the gorillas start blowing up unit soldiers. And in the special effect thing that they did, it's really genuinely horrible. It's a bloody pulp mess. <laughs> it really yeah. is. Yeah. So upsetting to watch. Mm. <laughs> like it's proper like big explosion sound, and then you even they even put in a sort of. Like blood. It's really <laughs> That's the Brigadier's phone ringing again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it must be important. Yeah. <laughs> so the gorillas are blowing up unit soldiers, and blood, blood splattered. I maybe I, part of me really would like to have seen how it originally looked because obviously it would look so much more pathetic. But mm. oh dear, anyway. And meanwhile, Pertwee's um, back at Garthy Grange saying, "We demand the finest ales." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And a bacon and egg sandwich wouldn't go amiss. Oh, <laughs> God. And, and, and also a packet of Rennies and some paracetamol. Oh, blimey. My father will buy this place. My father's rich. He'll buy this place and he'll all be fired. <laughs> My father's from Gallifrey and he'll buy this place. Like you stiffs up a bit. Put a bloody there, jukebox there, there. in the corner. <laughs> And of course, he puts his money in the first song. It's na run na run na run na run na run Anyway. Um... <laughs> So listen, um, it's, uh, uh, Lethbridge Stewart's got his knickers in a twist because mm. World War Three mm. might be bloody well breaking out between Russia and China. Yeah. Mm. So the Doctor immediately breaks into action and has a morning whiskey. Quick, 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 quick! Here, the dog age over. Immediately starts drinking, drinking whiskey. He's covered whiskey himself in, in deep heat to keep warm. Yes. <laughs> and then suddenly the guerrilla soldiers burst in and we get the first of many. Hi! 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 I could not stop laughing. It's the best thing in the world, isn't it? Yeah. Why it's does incredible. he have to literally... 
Oh, why does he have to do a karate chop and then go, hi? (laughs) (laughs) It's such an awful trope, but he's sticking with it. He does it. It It works. He's sticking with it. Wow. I love it. So there's high, high highs. (laughs) And then um, basically, (coughs) excuse me. And then it cuts back to future Earth and the Daleks instruct everyone to exterminate everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that's your end of episode one. Yeah. So you're thinking, Very exciting. What's going on? You've got Ogrons, you've got freedom fighters, you've got the Daleks, but they're not there. It's all very mysterious, isn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you find part two, you find out that the guerrilla troops have been ordered to kill the Doctor. Um, because they think, well, they don't, they're not ordered to kill the Doctor, they think that he might be Sir Reginald Stiles, so it's literally like, mm. oh dear, we don't know who's who here. <laughs> so they, they're going to assassinate, they've been sent to assassinate Sir Reginald. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. essentially what it is. But they mistakenly think, look, there's a mad-looking gentleman who's wearing every colour on the known universe. He must be, he must be Sir Reginald. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, Yates and Benson are wandering around because they can't find the Doctor and Joe. There's a there's a weird. We must have five minutes of people wandering around, not doing anything. And they're fucking useless as well because the gorillas put go into the cellar. Yeah, yeah. They don't even shut the door. No. <laughs> Benson and Yates. They, Benson Yates phone the brigadier and say, "We've looked everywhere for them and we can't find them." Yeah, we've looked look everywhere the except the cellar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we found this spoon, sir. <laughs> <laughs> We looked everywhere. There was even this kindly gentleman and a young woman tied up who tried to tell us where they might be, but we ignored them. Um, you haven't given us time to hide. them, you blundering idiots! Barbicking! Um, so, yeah, the, so the doctor is tied up with Joe, but luckily in the cellar, so the doctor's mm. really happy. Mm-hmm. Mm. The doctor's really happy because Joe's gagged. Oh. <laughs> and he actually says, you should be like that all the time. You should be like that yeah. all the time, he Horrible. says. You, like, <laughs> but you do get some great John acting when he's removing his... Um, oh, yeah, hanky yeah. from his mouth he's doing that head down head down head down until it falls off yeah yes. doing some, and doing some quality gurning as well it looks like he's trying to fillet himself <laughs> he didn't even know they're filming he's like no, oh no, okay, no. yeah we'll get on with the scene shall we okay <laughs> having a mild stroke before <laughs> action <laughs> So the Doctor uses his time to impart a bit of plot, and he deduces that the soldiers are probably 200 years from the future, probably. Mm. Mm. And they're travelling back in time to change history, and it's got something to do with Sir Reginald. Apparently, maybe. Mm. Um, And then it cuts to the Daleks, (gasps) and they are now giving a bollocking to their minions. (laughs) The minions in this are beautiful, because they sit by computers, but they don't touch them. They just sort of gently polish the the consoles with their hands. And they're all really depressed. And yeah. they're all depressed, and they're all former Miss World finalists from 1971. <laughs> <laughs> got lovely shiny faces as well. They've all got lovely, lovely shiny, shiny faces. Yeah, even the even the director has got um, um, silver nail varnish on and a little silver sheen on him. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. That's lovely, isn't it? Now mm. we are we we're supposed to understand that these are Earthlings in the future. So was that either the fashion? 200 years ago to, to cover yourself in silver paint or have the Daleks forced them to look like I don't know the Daleks invaded on. during a costume party and then they all just had to stay like that yeah, it's very awkward like that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we quite like this look <laughs> oh, no. it brings out your eyes <laughs> they follow me round the room unlike mine um, yeah so the, the Daleks are giving a bollocking to the minions and then they give a bollocking to the director <laughs> and, then, and then they activate the magnetron tech mm. to try and grab. Um, what was it to try and grab the um, ogro? What have I got here? They try and grab the every ogronics. No, I don't know what I've written here. I don't. Anyway, <laughs> I'd love the, to have the, the Daleks activate. Yeah, the Daleks Something. activate a magnetron thing. Yeah, mm. I think what it is is they want to grab the original source of the energy that's that's going back and forth through time. Yeah, right. Something yeah, like yeah. that. And, and in by grabbing that, they might capture whoever's got it. I think that's what they would. Do. Well, that, isn't that what happens? Because that's how Joe ends up going back. Yes, and that, yes. and that is exactly what what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the Doctor takes the opportunity to tell Joe um, how he plans to kill her over and over again down mm-hmm. in the cellar. Um, the Doctor placates Lethbridge via a telephone at gunpoint, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. how he do- manages to do that. Um, and then he, what's, what's his mention? Well, he says, he says that everything's fine because we were down in the cellar. That's why you didn't find us. Yes. That's right. And there's an excellent right. uh, wine cellar down there we, we were enjoying. Yeah. And does he and leave jo- a little code? He does. does. He, say he a little says, code? Um, don't worry yes. about the Marines or something. Oh, yeah. Yes. But that's never explained. Well, I think... No. Uh, the brigadier then says, "I'm going there now." So I think he he, he mentions the Marines as a sort of secret clue yeah. for the um, for for Lethbridge Stewart to go. Hang on, that doesn't sound like the Doctor at all. 
Yeah, well, I think that's we, I think that's what he tries to do. Everything's okay um, here. We were just watching a film called Come and Help Us, Please. We're in trouble. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Part four hundred ninety-three. Yeah. <laughs> that's very Meanwhile, strange. Ju- when we the village people, I was the marine. <laughs> <laughs> so Joe so manages to untie herself, and that's when she accidentally gets teleported or zapped by the gar- uh, by the Daleks when they're activating the Magnetron. Oh, yes. no. Yes. yes. Mm. And meanwhile, the Daleks are still not wanting to go into the room with the director and their staff. They're still very much in the other room. Don't mm. want to catch what you've got, darling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that sort of thing. The Doctor is then tied up again in the wine cellar, Jeez. which obviously he's a sort that I'm really enjoying it here. Let's just stay yeah. here. And escapes from his bombs, which is fantastic. And meanwhile, the Ogrons and the unit soldiers are just having this massive laser battle mm-hmm. with the most again horrible resulting uh, special effect deaths of, bi- of it's gore it's the big and... chunks that fall to the ground yeah it's really chunks disturbing. and splattering it's yeah. fantastic and the <laughs> doctor gets the first opportunity to hide an ogron <laughs> yeah yay yes and then he kills another one <laughs> he kills another yeah. ogron and then the unit kills another ogron well, the, the brigadier turns up in a jeep with a massive mounted machine gun on it that's incredible yeah and he drills this ogron <laughs> literally it's like watching it's like watching commando at this point yes, like, what's yeah. going on it's slow motion slow motion and Lethbridge going yeah <laughs> With his shirt ripped open to the waist. <laughs> Take that, you fuckers! <laughs> Let off some steam, Ogron. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, And then suddenly <laughs> a Dalek appears in front of the Doctor. Exterminate! Exterminate! Whoa. End of part two. That's how you amazing. do it. Amazing. Absolutely That's amazing. That's how you do it. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh, It opens on part three and uh, the Doctor runs away. that's how you deal with that run away yeah Yeah, and the Daleks are on the hunt now which is fantastic yes and um, so what the Doctor does is he now decides that he is going to travel with the uh, gorillas Mm -hmm. Um, and he travels 200 years into the future (gasps) the the sewers look a lot the same don't they they (laughs) 200 years from now yeah yeah well, some things you never change, do you, Tom? The exactly. I mean, why? So, why so perfect. <laughs> why also perfection? These sewers were built by chaps doing the Thames Underground years ago, mate. You eat your dinner off these. No, don't eat your dinner off it. <laughs> <laughs> but don't anyway, you think so when, when Joe's been captured, though, don't you think it's very Bondy that the um, the Mark, what's he called, the director? Yes. He's a very, like you say, he's a very Bond villain esque. Yeah. like, you can go to your quarters, we'll get you back, no problem, everything's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, because, because he really does that smarmy, oh, there's nothing at all to worry about, my mm. dad. Uh, uh, you know, my dear, this is all for your safety. And he what, gives us you lovely kicking food. me repeatedly in the head. Yeah, this is all for your safety. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a bit weird. Mm. Yeah. So now um, the Ogrons appear in the sewers, so the doctor runs for it and he finds a ladder. Mm. Thank Fantastic, goodness. yeah. Mm. And now um, the Daleks decide that the Ogrons haven't had a bollocking yet from them. So they <laughs> give the Ogrons a bollocking. Yeah. And then they give the director a bollocking. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get really angry because they've discovered that the person who's travelled through is in fact the Doctor and he's yeah. around. Oh, no. And they're not happy about that. He gets spotted on Dalek CCTV, doesn't he? He does. And also, does. don't you find that John's Doctor is the only one who is very, very like, I know more than you. Yes. Because they're yeah, like, we've yeah, travelled yeah. into the future and, you know, because the Doctor's a bit kind of all shaken up by the time travel and he says, we've travelled into the future. And then he's immediately like, well, I know more about time travel than you. All right? <laughs> but that but that was always Pertwee's thing, wasn't mm. it? He was always, sli- not smug, but he was always a bit, oh, I know exactly what's going on, dear boy. Don't, mm. don't trouble your tiny ape-like brains yeah. to work it out. <laughs> you know? And Fantastic. does the director offer Joe, like, earth snacks from the 20th century, like grapes? Yes. Yes, grapes, grapes. <laughs> lovely yeah. grapes. Grapes. They all get to sit on some Japanese futons, which is yeah, lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is nice. And they drink wine out of a dildo. That's the other thing. They the do. Other... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I must have got drunk last night. Yeah. <laughs> How big was that bottle? 12 inches. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, my, arse, um, my head's sore and my arse is. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get this little um, cut- cutaway shot of all the poor workers. Once again, the Daleks yeah. have invaded Earth at a time where they can take over all us poor 
poor innocent little Brits, working class fellas yeah. trying to make a <laughs> trying to make a shackle get on with their lives. And, and basically they're, they're all these workers are, basically all the, all these workers seem to be underneath um like a sort of bog standard seventies tower block. <laughs> yeah. like, like they suddenly filmed it under Dale Boy's no you know, Nelson Mandela House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they all seem to have one job, which is being dustmen. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're all carrying big bins full of nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. Listen, folks, you be careful because in the future, if the Daleks invade, that is our future. Definitely. That is our future. Oh. Wandering around under blocks of flats carrying dustbins full of nuts. <laughs> Nobody wants that. They've done nothing to update them at all, have they? Like, no. I'm really surprised there isn't just like a pay and display um, <laughs> like sign on one of the walls. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's one thing they do have in the future, lads. Mm. That What's that? We don't have now. They've got. <laughs> motor tricycles with fat wheels oh, oh my yeah, god <laughs> oh my god that goes slightly slower than walking <laughs> yeah. yes yes and we know for a fact that our doctor will be on them as quick as he can yeah oh and we know for a fact his... that john probably had one on holiday in spain and was like <laughs> yeah, can we yeah. incorporate that into the story <laughs> he's definitely on a he's definitely on a quad bike at some point isn't he for yeah. no reason no at reason all, which no is reason. fantastic Meanwhile, Joe's getting a little bit suspicious about her rather benevolent captors. Mm-hmm. She's like, hang on, you might all be arsos. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, fine. Mm-hmm. And then the Doctor is eventually captured by the Ogrons, mm-hmm. and he gets interrogated, doesn't he? Oh, Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's fun. This is, oh. this is great fun. He really gets interrogated. He gets hit. He gets sort of zapped a bit mm-hmm. uh, by guards. And then the controller comes in and goes, oh, I'll take over. I'm much better at this. <laughs> and um, and gives the other guard a bollocking because like, yeah. that's what you have yeah. to do, yeah. um, and that's fantastic. And that you find out that this controller guy is a spy. Oh. He's actually working for the guerrillas. He's he's been planted within within the Dalek HQ. So you're thinking, oh yeah, that's great. He's going to know anything, but immediately gets lamped by an Ogron. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the end of him. Yeah. So yeah. now, we, now we cut back to the uh, Doctor with Joe, and once again they're now having um, a talk with the director or the controller. Um, yeah. Basically, the Doctor's on the bloody sauce again. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I can resist. He's having his having his, yeah. having another, <laughs> having another f- forbidden drink. Would you, yeah. like, <laughs> would you like twelve inches of wine, Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't mind if I do. <laughs> And then now the doctor turns around to the director or the controller and gives him a bollocking mm-hmm. about the way that he's uh, doing his business, um, that he doesn't question the status quo and that he's a traitor to mankind. Well, he uses a word, which I'd love, Paul, to hear your edition, because it's a word that almost is designed to go against John Pertwee's mouth completely. Because <laughs> he calls him a... <laughs> it's a quizzling, which given all a of like... quizzling, yes. Yeah, so it's like, you, sir, are a quizzling. And it's, he really struggles to get out. <laughs> And then just just, just that a boom shot and a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> a quizzling. <laughs> oh, I'm very sorry, Miss. I seem to have my bloody posh head on. Hang on. <laughs> bloody quizzling. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, fuck a duck. I got me fucking Tourette's head on. Oh, bastard. <laughs> bastard onions. Shit burgers. Bums. But hang on, look at this off. Oh, that's better. You got me proper red on now. Hi! <laughs> oh, no. He's put a Burt Quark's head on. He's all getting racist. Hi, hi, hi. Stop it. Stop it, John. <laughs> so everyone's giving each other a bollocking. The doctor's yeah. like, you are a traitor to your own kind. Calls him a quizzling. Yeah. <laughs> you, sir, are a quizzling. A quizzling. <laughs> and I'll have another eight inches of wine while you're there. <laughs> Care for a top-up, Doctor? Yes, just two inches, please. (laughs) The Daleks now know that they have the Doctor, but they're literally looking a bit odd because they don't recognise him. So obviously the last time they've seen him is when he's Troughton. I always, always enjoy this. When someone mentions that he looks different, I love it. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, Mm. You don't look the same as we last saw you. We should put it on record. Out? We should put it on record, by the way, that the best idea Doctor Who ever had was that he can regenerate. That yes. is brilliant because they can an actor can leave, a new one can come in, and the new one coming in gets more excitement because he's going to be different. Yeah, yeah. And it's such that a clever is idea. Pure joy. Mm. And, and also, we... you get the joy of in the interrogation scene. I think you get clips from Troughton and, and Hartnell. Yeah, and that's yeah. always fun. Yeah, that's I love it when they show <laughs> old little clippy episodes. That's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh. That's always fun. That's mm-hmm. always fun. So um, basically, the Daleks now know that they have their that 
literally, you know, the worst person ever now mm. putting a spanner in their works. It's the bloody doctor. Mm. They've met many times before in different guises. Joe, meanwhile, creates a diversion by screaming. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Genius, yeah. Yeah. She just immediately goes on naught to screaming, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. And the doctor goes, do you know, I haven't hide anything in a while. And goes, hello, Mr. Ogron. Hi! <laughs> the, Ogron, the Ogron's too strong for a hi! Yes, yeah, it can't hide him enough. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So do they, they smash the dildo on his head? They smash the dildo on his head. And he says, yeah. oh, that's a shame. It was a good vintage. <laughs> it's a very good vintage. Mm. Um, and then, of course, they make their escape. And oh, for fuck's sake, what happens? It's in the contract. John gets a quad bike to play yeah. with. <laughs> oh, so oh, this boy. is like, you know, every episode of Doctor Who with John bloody Pertwee in could almost be an episode of Top Gear. That's yeah, Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, the Sea Devils, he gets to drive a hovercraft. Yeah, of he's course. This, he's got the Who-mobile. He's got Bessie. He's got the yeah. helicopter in the Demons. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's tripping. His trip on a quad bike goes worse than Rick Mayles, doesn't it? Oh, God. I almost expect Pertwee at one point to be on a pogo stick going up and down stairs. But that, <laughs> oh, if only he'd have been in the 80s, he'd have definitely had a C5. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. And now we're going to make our escape, Joe. As you can see, I put a bouncy castle on a raft. Off you go. <laughs> This week, Joe, What's we're going to blow up caravans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway, God. the Doctor tries to make his escape, but he's once again captured by the Ogrons. He hasn't mm. got any energy to hide because he's had too much to drink again. Yeah. <laughs> and he's taken back to processing, but this time he's been laid on a slab. Mm. And this time mm. it's the Daleks that will take care of him with mm. exterminate, exterminate. <laughs> which is absolutely brilliant and that's what you call a cliffhanger yes very nice brilliant mm. open on part four the doctor has been probed from a machine isn't he <laughs> yeah. and he's doing yes. some beautiful boss eye <laughs> <laughs> that's a real good gurning going on it <laughs> literally like, <laughs> it's good though because it's not often you see Pertwee's doctor this vulnerable and you know, like after he's been tortured, he's really dishevelled. And... Yes, he's yeah. really dishevelled. And also he realises now that the Daleks have invaded Earth again mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> during, Earth, during Earth's weakest point, And he's very like, oh, I can't let this happen. But yeah, yeah you really do get the sense that he's, he's slightly sort of down in the dumps and yeah. like, he doesn't quite know what to do. Yeah. Which, is, like yeah. you just said, is a rare thing for yeah. John Pertwee's doctor to actually ever do. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I think it's, mm. a really, it's nice for him to look a, bit, look a bit vulnerable and a bit kind of... Yeah, absolutely. And even mm. the controller or the director is saying that you know don't worry about the dialects they can be reasoned with <laughs> yeah. he looks yeah. so fucking vulnerable gave me the right fucking horn it gave me the horn <laughs> <laughs> so we find out that the dialects actually wanted to um uh, that they've created this little blip in time that they had to kill sir reginald to, so that the peace talks wouldn't have taken place so the war would have happened and then 200 years in the future when mankind was at its weakest they would invade and that's exactly mm. what they've done <gasps> mm. fantastic yeah. Well, some and of them will invade. Yeah, some of them. Yeah. Will invade, yes. <laughs> three, three of them. <laughs> three, three of them will invade. Yeah. yeah. But they'll be in their own ante room, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Not drinking the same water as you, dears. Um, <laughs> so, um, and basically, what they're going to do is they're going to loot Earth of all its natural resources, and then they're going to send it back to Scarrow. That's their Ooh. big plan. And I kind of don't that that as a plan is like, yeah, that's dastardly and horrible, but. Okay, yeah, you're just going to loot a planet so you can rebuild your own. Hmm. Yeah, do you know what? I'm, that's all right. Yeah, it's good. Not a bad that's plan, right. is it? Yeah. No, yeah, it's not. It's not a bad plan. It's not that out of the realms of madness. Right? <laughs> it's quite good. And also, there's no Davros, so it's a stupid plan. <laughs> so it makes, it makes sense, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You're happy yes, to go absolutely. along with it. Yeah. And then now, part four becomes literally Commando Part Two, where <laughs> full on, um, basically, the, uh, because they, um, the Daleks know that um, they want this to definitely happen and the Doctor's scuppering their plans, they send a Dalek invasion force. I presume that's two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, have a, to, to join in with the Ogrons, who are now having a huge battle outside Ghastly Grange with all the unit soldiers. And, it, and now it's also like, it's like a war on a housing estate. It's brilliant. It's yeah. all going on. <laughs> it's, it's really fun. In. 
Yeah, and me, and then the gorillas burst into the control center and they save the doctor from the controller. Mm-hmm. The unit are now busy doing absolutely nothing whilst taking a pounding. And Lethbridge <laughs> Stewart gives them a bollocking, mm-hmm. um, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor is taken to, oh yeah, he's taken to the, um, the sort of HQ of the gorillas, their sort of hiding, hiding uh, post. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we have the full plot reveal about Sir Reginald starts the war in the past and the Daleks will un- blah, 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 blah. Yes. Mm. It's fantastic. So the Doctor is now asked to travel back in time to kill Sir Reginald Styles. <laughs> yes. By so the gorillas. So we've gone full circle. Yeah, so he's yeah. literally yeah. gone full circle. Mm-hmm. And I like then the he fact does that. that um, he, they say to him, like, oh, Reginald Styles blows up this entire meeting. And the Doctor, yeah. having met him once, he's like, I don't think so. <laughs> that guy really? doesn't seem like a yeah. blowy up kind of guy. I really don't think it's him. It might be these things called the Dalek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, does that, he does that lovely line, you're asking me to commit murder. Oh, mm. lovely. Mm. And he says, he says the time, the, was it? Um, says, oh yeah, yeah, you're asking me to commit murder, says the Time Lord, who was um, sh- shooting everyone 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Literally. Ogrons are fine. I'll kill any Ogron you want. Yeah, kill any bloody Ogron. You I wonder if Eric Sayward was watching this going, oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor murdering people, I like it. I like that. Yeah. Let's push, push people yeah. in acid bath. That'll be fun. <laughs> so there's a little bit of confusion now because you've got Daleks travelling through timelines, the Doctor and Joe travelling through timelines, Unit Soldiers staying in timelines but being invaded by Daleks and Ogrons and vice versa. But it turns out <laughs> that one solitary gorilla has um, stayed behind, and he's got a bomb on it's him. It's Damon Albarn. It's Damon yeah, Albarn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he is, and the Doctor realises that it's going to be him that's going to do it. Sura, yes. he's fed up with being in the new faces, and he's going <laughs> to blow up. Mm-hmm. He's going to blow up the entire world, and he realises that, it's, that it's, it's him that will create the event itself, not... Um, Dr. Ghastly Grange, he's yeah. going to be doing it. So they've created a time paradox. It was Shura who blew up everyone. Also, can we can we mention because we're watching the episode, the one with the new special effects? Yeah. yeah. That when people get shot by the Daleks in this, you see their skeletons. Yes, you do. See <laughs> yeah, their yeah, that's really fun. Mm. Which is great. Which mm. which became mm. a familiar trope later on, didn't it? Yes. Uh, which what yes. looked a lot worse. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it, lo- it looks like a doctor is going. Oh, I'm just going to stand behind the lead sheet and take an X-ray. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's right. You do have a problem with your cartilage. Um, yeah. Um, so, um, so the doctor now has to go back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because not only has uh, Shura going to create this very event, but he's got some explosives. And what's the name of that explosive, chaps? It's only Dalekanium. Oh my nice. god. Dalekanium. <laughs> that's really fun. I I was really disappointed that obviously he's down in the cellar uh, with yes. his Dalekanium. That uh, the last thing that that Pertwee didn't do is just like grab like as many bottles as he could fit in his arms and like, <laughs> run out. Yes. yes. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. So he's got Dal. I mean, and Dalekanium was a bit okay. But you know what? Mm. After sitting through Avatar and it's something say. called unobtainium yeah. then i'm yeah. absolutely fine with dalekanium all is forgiven <laughs> mm. all is forgiven yes. it's 19 bloody 72 when you're making this so it's all fine boys yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fine by me mm-hmm. um so um what happens yes so the doctor reveals the plan and he's got to go and stop this from happening um so he so he manages to go back in time with joe meanwhile the controller director has lost the doctor so the daleks give him another bollocking <laughs> <laughs> God, I mean, just also up until this point, the Daleks haven't really exterminated anyone. No, they've That's not true, killed. They've yeah. not killed no. anyone yet. They must have. They must have absolute Dalek extermination blue balls right now. <laughs> 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 That's fantastic. So they travel back to unit. So they travel back to unit time. Mm. Um, and um, finally, the Daleks are fed up with their controller director. And finally, we get our first extermination. Oh. The first Yay. one. Yay. <laughs> and then suddenly it cuts back to Earth. And for some reason, the BBC are like, like they're doing a live summit conference. Like <laughs> and I love this as a piece of work, which they did, they did once with the demons, didn't they? It's like, yeah. hello, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're here outside something that's happening now. And yeah. it's absolutely brilliant. Because mm. all this big sort of UN peace talk is about to happen. Yes. Yeah. And oh my God, if the Daleks have their way, then um, the timeline will not be shattered and they'll be able to create the future where they rule the Earth. Oh my God. <sighs> so the Daleks now travel back. The Ogrons travel back. And it's all out war. Mm. All mm-hmm. out war. Just in time for Sir Reginald to return from Peking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone's queuing up, aren't they? 
There's a war going on on one side of the house, which they don't see or hear. <laughs> it's all our intergalactic war, mm. but that's on the east wing, and they're coming in the west wing, <laughs> so it's you've, fine. You've got crouching Ogron peaking Reginald. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got Sir Reginald going, God, I had a dodgy bowl of ramen when I was over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's make this quick. i got the collie wobbles. Um, <laughs> and there's an amazing bit where... Um, uh, uh, was it? Oh yeah, yeah. Lethbridge gives gives Sir Reginald a bollocking. He goes, "Oh, be quiet, sir." Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to evacuate Ghastly Grange because there's. If you look around the fucking corner, there's everything from the known universe having a fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's just when the doctor says everybody has to evacuate now. Joe, you stay here. <laughs> you stay, all except you, Joe. <laughs> Hold <what>? this bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Hold. I've got some curlers for your hair, Joe. They look a bit like Dalekanium, Doctor. Put them in. Oh, no. <laughs> so all the delegates are asked to leave and the Daleks are on full attack and then mm. they come up with a clever idea. Let them in the house. Go on, let them in the house. Let them, think that they, let them think that they can destroy everything. Yeah. And then sure enough, Sura fulfills his promise mm-hmm. and blows up the house and the Daleks, thus oh. severing the timeline. Yeah. The Doctor saves the conference. He saves the day. He stops World War Three and mm. Dalek domination now I would say no peace talk given that this isn't solved at all like the peace talks still need to happen to avert mm. World War 3 yes. have you ever seen a peace talk go well if the first thing that happens in it is everyone's evacuated and a building explodes <laughs> it's not it's not the best start is it no I'd say that if anything that's still going to make it pretty much impossible to uh... very very shaky bedrock to begin a peace talk in fact probably because of the doctor's interference they, they skip World War 3 and go straight on to World War 4 <laughs> Just <laughs> doubly worse. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the beauty that was the day of the Daleks. Lovely. And of course, they were going to, they were going to reprise, you're going to see the other version of when the Doctor speaks to himself in the first episode. Um, but they ran out of time and money, so they couldn't be bothered. I was going to yeah. ask about that, because that never yeah. comes back, does it? No, yeah. even though it definitely yeah. should. It definitely yeah. should. They, they wanted to see that, uh, this idea that he was going to keep meeting himself and Joe occasionally. Um, but mm. they went, mm, no, it's too complicated. Yeah. <laughs> mm. nah. But you know what? I'm glad they didn't cause, um, the, because it is, um, it, it really does hang together as a plot, which is lovely. Yes. Mm. It's mm. so nice to actually not be going, but why are you doing that? Oh, that's so stupid. It actually all does make its own beautiful sci-fi sense. It's yes. lovely. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good idea that the Daleks have. It's a brilliant thing to do. So you know, they 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 because not only do they get to invade us, but we get to create the mess, which is brilliant. Yes. Really, yeah. they just turn up mm-hmm. and then take over. But even though they forced us to make that happen, it's fantastic. And the mm. Doctor's inclusion in time, the fact that you've got Daleks, Ogrons, humans, gorillas, all zipping back and forth. Um, it's as a four I literally I've never watched a four-parter so quickly and going wow this is brilliant oh my god this is yeah. brilliant mm. this is really, really rattles along doesn't it there's not much redundant nonsense there's a little bit of like I'm wondering here I'm wondering there but that's Doctor mm. Who every fucking yeah. episode really but I, it's just brilliant Pertwee's really fun Joe doesn't get told off as much as she normally does no, <laughs> no, no. Um, unit, yeah. unit, are, unit are almost effective for once which is cool. <laughs> that's really fun they actually get to have some fighting. Yeah. Because normally they're always like parading around the shop, guns out, and they never do anything. They're just fodder, aren't they? They're usually just yeah. cannon fodder. Yeah. But this time they, they get to actually be a fighting force. And and the Doctor spends four episodes just getting more drunk. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't and there's lots up of once, does he? Yeah, and everyone gets a bollocking. Everyone gets towed <laughs> off by, by someone at some point. And that I love. And Wonderful. I think what a beautiful Dalek episode that is. And yeah. to see them in full colour for the first time, oh mm. man. <gasps> it's a very, they make fun of, like, it's a very green story, is what I always think of uh, Day of the Daleks. It's all very Ooh. green, like, the, the obviously you're surrounded by greenery in the modern day, and then everything's sort of tinted green in the future as well. I just thought it's very yes, sort of, yeah. it's, it's nicely that- they've gone for something. The future looks exactly like um, the tripods homeworld. Yes. Ah, yes. yes. And it's exactly, and it is exactly that, Tom. It's that weird tinged, like sort of froggy, foggy <laughs> frog green. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it looks really industrial and upsetting. Yes. I've got, I've got some correspondence for this one. Yeah. Well, before oh, yeah. that, we, we oh, need yeah. to give this score. a yeah. score. Mm. So I think it's very obvious we're going to have to score it dildo glasses. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's, sure there is no there's no debate here. No. Um, so, so, uh, 
I shall start us off. I, I uh, didn't choose uh, Day of the Daleks because I knew it was going to be brilliant. I chose it because it was four episodes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm genuinely happy that it did, did fall into my lap because I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it to bits. Yay. It is so much fun. It is so much fun. Even though I know it doesn't have TARDIS dematerializing de- and materializing, which is something that I'm slightly obsessed about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. Um, that doesn't matter. The story rollicks along. It's got a great mix of um, alien tech, time travel, monsters. The Daleks are actually brilliant. Weirdly, they only kill once, which is so strange, but mm-hmm. that doesn't bother me. Um, mm-hmm. I just love every single bit about it, and I'm giving it a high score. High score! Hey! <laughs> I'm giving it 80 glass dildos. Nice! Wow. Wow. I loved it. There wasn't a bit that I didn't enjoy. Uh, John, what what are you? What's your thoughts on Day of the Daleks? <clears throat> well, again, I hadn't seen this one before, but much like what Paul just said, I it zipped along for me. I just really enjoyed it. It's proper sci-fi writing. And mm. There's lots mm-hmm. of paradoxes yeah. and everything ties up, oh, apart from them appearing at the beginning for no reason. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, my only issue is that the Ogrons don't really serve a great deal of purpose in this. Yes, um, yeah. They're not in they, it much. They do come back, I believe, the Ogrons, are in another episode later on. Good, yeah. Yes. They're interesting, but they don't do much. They but... are sort of like thug, thug, thugs for hire. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good sci-fi writing. I love John. I love this era. I love, yeah. even though they're Earth-based, yeah. it's really interesting. And it's so different to everything else. Mm. And although it doesn't, I mean, this is the episode that directly followed Demons, isn't it? I believe so. Oh, is it? Yeah. So it's got that same kind of feel to it that Demons mm-hmm. had. Um, so I'm going to give it again. I'm going to. I wrote this down before. I'm going to give it 80 glass dildos. Oh, really? Lovely. 80 as well. There you go. <gasps> oh, wow. Yeah. This is doing well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so uh, I, there's so much to recommend this story. I love the the design and I love the plot. I think it, the plot really racks along. Um, mm-hmm. And. It's just a shame that the, the little fun fact, the production code for um, for Day of the Daleks, each Doctor Who story has a production code, and the production code for Day of the Daleks is KKK, which oh, is uh, <laughs> which is really terrifying. That's unfortunate. Um, very so I, but that that not you know I'm not going to engage with that. That doesn't affect the story. I'm mm. going to go high as high. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say eighty five. Oh wow! Dollars. God, even high, high, yeah, high. <laughs> Two hundred forty-five. Oh my god, that's a brilliant. That's one of the highest scores we've ever given. Surely, <gasps> I'll look it up in a minute. Wow. Yeah. What is genuinely great about the Pertwee era is that even though they're strapped for cash to BBC, they'll still do exterior shots of real buildings. Mm. Yes. And yeah. then they'll build a studio for the inside. Whereas when you get later on, they just won't bother with that. They'll just go straight in interior because they're not bothering to go to locations. Yeah. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you get so many different locations. It's filmed really well. The interiors mm. of the Dalek Control Centre are brilliant. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. All the minions working and the wonderful way that they're just hovering their hands over controls. It's all alien and weird. The fact that they're in another room with the big door that takes too long to rise up. It's all <laughs> yeah. you know. What it did all, our it's all listeners really think? well realised. Well, yeah. Nick Burden, he says, oh. uh, "Day is mind blowing. You did this to yourselves. Paradox tempered with oh, only three Daleks have invaded. <laughs> well, they fixed that in the uh, in the updated version. Yeah, yeah that's true. Mm. Oh, oh, Liam Dempsey. I haven't seen this before, genuinely, but this is brilliant. Like he says, Day was a very strong return for the Daleks after five years away, and easily the best of the Pertwee Dalek stories. It yeah. has a bit of that season season seven grip to it. Very inventive use of time travel as well, which was surprisingly rare in that era. Underrated. Yeah. I'm going to give it eighty out of a hundred Ogrons. Hi, he's written. Wow, <laughs> there you go. Mm. Gosh, we really do know our audience. We do. Yeah. Uh, ben Thomas says, "Day of the Daleks. Lots of cheese and wine in this one. Wasn't that usually a precursor to wife swapping in the 1970s? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine the Third Doctor being one of the first to chuck his Tardis key in the bowl, <laughs> by which I mean his penis." Definitely. Oh, oh Styles was very disappointed when uh, when they actually turned up for the peace conference and it didn't just turn out to be a massive piss up. Yeah, of course he was with all that wine. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Tom Burgess, friend of the show, yeah, um, who has got a very good podcast at the moment called uh, The Archives. Ah. Uh, from the archives, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, which is very funny. Um, Tom says, I love Day, but it would be so much better if Pertwee never stopped drinking Styles' wine and became steadily more pissed throughout the story. 
Also, it is astonishing that the other half of the TARDIS scene where the Doctor and Joe meet themselves was going to come at the end of episode four and make sense of go. everything. But then they ran out of time and didn't bother shooting it. So there we go. Uh, we covered that, but thank you for everybody for writing in. That's all for the correspondence. And that's wow. all for this beautiful second dip into the Dalek gene pool mm. of, <laughs> of our Dalek trilogy. I'm trying to remember the two Ronnie's joke about the delegates from the UN that is, because um, I think it would have really, really worked, but I can't remember how it completely goes. Uh, <laughs> but with, with, with all the delegates returning, there's a brilliant um, joke that Ronnie Barker does in two Ronnie's where he goes... Um, um, uh, the delegates turned up the, at, at the UN today for the peace talks um, and it's something like La 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 turned up from Turkey and held up a turkey someone mm. else turned up from something and held up the same name and, and then Mrs. Thatcher turned up from Nicaragua and held up the traffic <laughs> 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 it's just one of my favourite ever two Ronnie's guys <laughs> well on and that bombshell on, on that bombshell. Mm. So f- follow us at Weezing Pod. Is that yeah, right? That's I right. Always get yeah. it. Oh, I got it right, right. for the first time. Yay. That's fantastic. Yeah. And um, we'll hopefully be back with the third mm. in our trilogy of Dalek Mania. Until then, happy wheezing, happy groaning. Bye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And for me, and it's, it's bye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Doodle Man decided one fine June to be the very first Doodle Man to doodle on the moon. He made himself a rocket ship, and as he left on his lunar trip, he shouted, Now we'll have some fun! Five, four, three, two, one! And we have liftoff! Oh, what fun! Oh, what sport! I'm the very first doodle-not! Travelling up at a furious pace! That man on the moon! Watch his face when I doodle! Noodle-doodle-man went whizzing towards the stars. Too fast, too fast, he shot right past and found himself on Mars. So back he went, and very soon, he doodled up to Mr. Moon. And this time, he made no mistakes. On went all his brakes. And we have stop off. Oh, what fun, oh, what sport. I'm the very first doodle-not. If you're a fan of all things geeky, you're going to love Concessions, a brand new podcast by comedian Matt Hyten and myself, Beck Hill, where we interview your favourite cult heroes at Comic-Cons all across the world. We've got stars from Star Wars, Harry Potter, The Walking Dead and more. Make sure you tune in soon to Concessions. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.